This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas from Inspect It Like a Girl and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Now, many DIY projects start with a spark, hopefully not too big a spark, an idea on making your home better or more efficient, or after a weekend of binge-watching those 30-minute DIY makeover shows. But no matter where your inspiration comes from, Fix It 101 is here to help. Today, we looked at common DIY injuries and how you can avoid them. Also, what projects require a permit before you start working? But as always, we want to hear from you. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Why were you giggling this morning, Jason? The, the music had me just... just <laughs> it really did, did it, it had me giggling. And then, I've, and the, you know, I've only been saying the name of this station for 16 years. And, and then I... You just lost it. Miss, yeah, yeah miss said it. Okay. Yeah. During <laughs> that, that, those things start to happen. You realize, you know, the older we get. Well, right. you know, la- last week it was like eighties, uh, like the stuff we grew up on. I think. Yeah. And yeah. now, and now we got some cool country going. Country going. Uh, Java, Java's spreading his wings a little bit in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's so, diversifying. So, right. hey, get, get us a get us a <laughs> get us a good beer drinking song there, Java. Yeah, yeah, you got it. yeah where's the beer? You. Is what I. Yeah. <laughs> It's nine o'clock. Come on, right, guys. right. No, it's no, I didn't say somewhere. we were going to drink right. it right now. <laughs> so, guys, this weekend uh, ran into a project, uh, and I've told you guys about uh, my kid's car. Right now, this is this is the car that a couple of my sixteen-year-olds have been through. It's the one that we tend to be okay with bouncing off yes. of the walls. Yeah, and it's seasoned. A yeah, it's, it's a seasoned, it's a seasoned vehicle. vehicle. Yes. <laughs> well, it was a little bit. It's a little older. So, so one of the things that I just didn't like. One, I've always wanted to keep this vehicle safe, and one of the things I put on it years and years ago was a, a backup camera. Well, over the years, this backup camera had gotten uh, frosty. The lens had gotten kind of frosted, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and you could see general shapes behind you, but you couldn't really see anything of what you know you're uh, trying to, not in detail. So so I uh, I bought another camera, which you can buy from one of the box stores, uh, any place that that sells automotive stuff, you know, and buy a camera. They're not expensive; they're like twenty bucks yeah. for one of these little reverse cameras. So I bought one, and I saw where the old one was. I I spliced it in there, meaning I cut the wires on one side, and I cut the wires on the other. I tied them together, taped them up, and and stuffed it all back in there. And now that camera is just gorgeous when you back up. You can oh, see everything. Let me tell you. The, not that, the, not the that problem, they're going to look at it. But, I know. Yeah. The problem with the backup camera is it doesn't work so well when you have a child in the car. <laughs> And you're distracted. Well, and, and, and I keep But your saying, kids aren't going to be, te- they won't be, ki- anyway. Of course. The story is I had a 14-year-old, and I have a backup camera, but I still hit the guy in the parking lot. Duh. <laughs> that backup camera worked great. I didn't mean Wait, I have to look at it. <laughs> no, you can't. I mean. You have to use wait it. Wait a right. minute. A 14-year-old. I thought we were talking about a two- or three-year-old. No, uh-uh. he was in the front seat. 
And we were we were in the going, way of a camera. And no, he was sitting there and talking, and anyway, had some food. And so now it's the fourteen-year-old's fault that she had a backup car. camera. Doesn't look. right, right? Because right. it couldn't be my fault because no. I had the backup camera. Right. right. Blame it. <laughs> it was on. Blame it on the kid. Yeah. Right. Always, okay. Yeah. Couldn't okay. have been me. No. But I, I was, to... you know, I drive a Mini Cooper and a pickup. So the problem is, well, that is would when be I go, difficult going from one, one to the to other. The other. Right. I know because you you can park that Mini Cooper anywhere. Yeah. But the pickup truck with the big trailer hitch on the back. Right. How many, Do you have a trailer hitch on your sure, truck? Sure, of course. How many times you walk around that truck and smack uh, your knee on no, that? No, that was done when I was about 35, probably. Mm-hmm. I still have the scar, and uh, I, I learned. You learned. Right. Yeah. yeah. Give her I wish I you know, there, there's, a, there's a saying, the, 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 the second kick. From the the mule mm-hmm. has no educational value. Mm. Right. So <laughs> if you didn't learn the first time, the first time you you deserve. I tell you, I'm just an idiot because I hit my knee every time I walk. And but I tell you what, I do much better now is I back up with intention. After I hit the guy, in the see that lot. sounds like I hammer it. You know, like when you say I back up with intention, that 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 sounds to me like I just floor it no uh-uh. right. actually we go i'm old lady slow now backing oh, okay. out of, in the you know just taking my time coming out and <laughs> right. i look this way and i look that way and i look at the camera you need to get one of the one of the one of the uh caterpillar kind of things now, that go on that beep, beep i'll tell beep. you what you need what uh, do i need I, I bought a new truck a few a few months back and uh, scared me first time i did it if you get if you're backing up or if you're pulling forward and you get too close to something it beeps no it it stops it, the brakes come on you cannot hit it oh, oh now there i need that yes <laughs> okay that's that's yes. the that's and i mean the next it will purchase. slam the brake on oh really? wow mm-hmm. oh wow that's okay. like the car you know when i got my mini cooper and she was going to give me a lesson i was like i've had seven of these why do i need a lesson and then she showed me that the motor goes off when you get to a stoplight. I was like, right. this is a good thing you told me this, because I would have had this car back here. I was like, what the? <laughs> right, hey, let's do some home improvement, shall let's we? Let's do it. All right. You got an email in, and this is uh, this is going to be fun. All right. Thank you for your excellent how-to show is how it starts. So a little buttering up. Our house was built in the 1950s. The kitchen floor is a sheet of vinyl. I want to replace the floor. It has lots of wear. What would be a good material for a kitchen floor that I could likely do myself? I would like something other than vinyl, unless you say that would be the best to use. Thank you, Joe. There's a couple of different things you can go with here. With with a little education, if you're going to do it yourself. Uh, I've got an idea. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. I like um, LVP. Luxury LVP. Vinyl plank okay uh user friendly mm-hmm. uh it's a floating floor or it can be glued uh i like the floating mm-hmm. uh very easy to install the vinyl the, portion of this allows it to be in the kitchen sure yeah. and the most dangerous part of installing your own floor is cutting your door jams because the saw that you use to do that mm-hmm. is is um, I, I almost cut myself pretty bad when I first several several years ago. So, out take that out of play. Mm-hmm. It's it's very user friendly. 
Yeah, okay. it's pretty easy. And what I ended up doing on my, because that was what I was going to say, the door jams. Yeah. If you take a multi-tool. Mm-hmm. And then much you take safer. much safer, and then you take your. I'm going to see if I can describe this. If you mm-hmm. take your plank and flip it over, and then put it up against that jam, then you can take that multi tool and it cuts it the exact That's height right. yeah. that it needs to go. And the multi tool, nice. it's like a saw on the end of. Well, a, I, was, I was just going to say, folks, if you don't know what a multi tool is, that's actually the name of a type of tool, tool. a yeah. type of a, like electric tool and and what it is it's 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 kind of a cylindrical but at the end of it is a uh, a, a replaceable disposable blade many times mm-hmm. that you can use to cut it's through. not a sawzall no but it it vibrates and so you can literally guide it right into that jam and cut it off. Because if you don't, you're going to have to cut your flooring around the jam. Right. Just don't do it. Don't do that. Right. It looks like crap. Well, and everybody can tell it. Yeah. Uh, and Pop off with the floor in. Right. Another option here, and, and I've done this myself, um, you mentioned Lionel up, uh, Lionel. Did I just say Lionel? Richie. Lug- Richie. Yeah. Luxury vinyl, right? Um, I'm going to say I've done tile before. And this is, is it is more laborious. Good word, huh? Um, but, yeah, uh, cutting tile is, man, you you in a whole different level well, when you start doing that. If, if depending, on, depending on your area, if you've got a big square kitchen, uh, to cover, let me tell you, twelve-inch tiles. You know, it, it it won't take long. And then if it's square, there's only so many angles. You know. Yeah. So it's it's it, you know one of the neat things I learned. I didn't realize when you're taking like a piece of tile. If you just need to cut a piece of tile straight, say in half, it, it's nothing to it. That's right. It takes seconds, and it, and 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 you can make it. Almost perfect every time. Yeah. And this is with a tile cutter. And what I mean by that is this little tool that you use that that, that does what they call scoring uh, of the tile. Uh, and then you just kind of tap it a little bit and it cracks right where that score was. So, so there's an option there. Now, I won't say that if you've never tiled anything, don't start on your kitchen. Um, but, you know, maybe a... a I don't, know. No, don't do a bathroom because that's a whole load. underneath the sink pulling might be the a good place to try and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the thing that you're going to have to think about on a 1950s house, I would have a couple of questions: Are you on a slab? Ooh. Are you on a conventional? Uh, what are you going to do on your subfloor? And if you get into tile, you better put a feather right leveler down there, and all your tiles just going to crack because it's going to follow that. Right. And, you know, Jeff and I can talk about this, too, is that I'm going to chase another rabbit. There's another hole in the room is once you get into doing tile, you've got to start thinking about what's underneath it. And I'm just going to go. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. No slab is even. No. They're just not. (laughs) That's true. They're just not even. I mean, they're just. It, 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 people are putting them down. Yeah, they're they're, they're there, in there. There's ever, somewhat var, var, variation. There's going to be variations so, in it, so it, it will, shouldn't be much. Yeah, but. yeah. So, so where you're going with that is the fact that that if you're going to put down tile, 
uh, rule number one, subsurface needs to be level. It does. And and I've got a situation like that. My office is in an old carport that we enclosed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we put tile down. But before we did, and my father owned a floor covering business. Mm-hmm. So we came in with a feather right because carports have a slant. <laughs> right. They go down. And so we had to come in and feather right everything. Now, when you say feather right, that sounds all brandy to me. What What are you talking about? It's just about? a leveling compound. Yeah, it's a self self level self leveling uh, mixture. I know this Mix sounds it pour, pour it on the floor. This mm-hmm. sound, I was about to say this sounds really difficult, folks. But I've seen it myself, and they have it in a five gallon bucket and pour it out. Uh, it's not as difficult as it sounds because it it uh, leveling happen, happens with liquid. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, yeah. You just got to frame it in right. Right. Make sure that it's that it's framed in. Yeah. Ooh, I tell you what. And also, if you're going to be doing a floor, have a friend. Yes, yes. Because you're going to be getting up and down a lot. And it's always nice to have somebody who's doing the cutting and somebody who's doing the installing. Doing your own floors <laughs> like putting in your own door. It's, I mean, it's just three times as hard takes, if you're doing it by yeah, yourself. Yeah, and then your back's going to hurt. Yeah, right. It gets you some knee pads. It's, it's, it's tough work. This is Fix It 101 on MPV Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Simmons and ASHI certified inspector Pam Pibas. A couple of quick emails here. Ooh, ooh, one little fact before we get into it. Uh, we, we crossed over a big thing this week for Fix It 101. We crossed over a quarter of a million downloads. Yay, us. 250,000 downloads of our podcast so far. So, not bad at all. Yeah, Congrats. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations to us. All right, yeah. so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeff is ecstatic over if there. You, <laughs> if you need a DJ on the weekend, we can handle that, too. Right, yeah. right. That's yeah. Jeff's your guy. <laughs> All right, so a lady sent in. She said, I get the deer in the headlights look when trying to find slag. Any ideas <laughs> where to get? I'm in North Mississippi. Thanks. Love you all. All right, I think part of this is, you're going to have to find someone that shaves when you go into the store. Well, slag is it, it's a, the byproduct of it, steel manufacturing. Exactly. And right. the reason we have an abundance here is that we have right. a, a place that a, does that. We have a, a mill in, 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 in Flowwood. In, in flow um, so. so you can get it, but I don't know. Where you, might in North Mississippi... Where might they get that? One would think there would be something I up mean, there because you've got Nissan and all Memphis kinds of stuff. Java, I, make the Google machine happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would search um, steel manufacturing around the North Mississippi, okay. Southern Tennessee, and then call some of these. Um, like I know here in town, you're not going to find it at a big box store. I've never right. seen it there, mm-hmm. but I have seen it at these stone places where you would buy landscaping oh, yeah. type things. Yep. Um, ah. And then, I, and I'll just throw this out there: Morgan Stone out in Brandon. It, on occasion, they will have that and mm-hmm. deliver it. Right. So, and that's where I've gotten mine before, and I have um, I've had a dump truck of it sent to the house. Oh, cool. Okay. Now, I'll tell you a good alternative to that if you cannot get that. Can't um, get slag. I like limestone. It's pretty. It it is that the white rock or gray it, rock? It's kind of a grayish, but it it's jagged objects marry each other, uh-huh. and they love to hang around each other. 
Right. Round objects like pea gravel, mm-hmm. um, th- they don't lock together. Pea, pea gravel, in my opinion, I don't mm-hmm. know what the use of it is other than I've put, heard you put, say it that. In, put it in con- concrete, I guess. But but a jagged rock is what you want if it's, if it's going to be a walkway or a driveway or something like that because they they tend to lock in together. They crunch right. in. And, yeah. yeah. So they won't run if they get a lot of water. They won't open. roll like a round rock would do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mike's on the line in Hernando and uh, got a comment about structure. What's going on, Mike? Well, I just want to compliment you guys. I was in television news for 20 years. Um, and it's fun. Y'all make the drive in the morning fun. You've taken a relatively bland subject. <laughs> you find some, That's right. It made it very how exciting. To, how to fix a leaky faucet and made it exciting. But, but, but here's the good part. You guys aren't bland. You're fun to listen to. And I think if you ever offer any of you guys to be a DJ, it should be Pam, because Pam's a riot. Oh, God. She's more of a riot dance. than you know. I have no right. rhythm. So being a DJ, I'm, I, <laughs> I guess it might be a little well, entertaining for the teenagers to watch me. <laughs> I have to get her a footstool. Let me, tell you, let me tell you this. You make the morning drive fun. I mean, I listen to MPB religiously. Um, I'm, I'm, I was part of CBS News and all that, but... You guys are a riot. And well, thank you, you. You brighten up my day. You brighten up the South. Thank, thank you. you. What can Mike. we help you with, Mike? Uh, nothing. Do you nothing. Know, Do you have the numbers to the winning lottery? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Hold on. Java will give that to you in just a moment. <laughs> hey, Mike, did you watch I'll the say. Super Bowl? Did you watch the Super Bowl this weekend? Yes, I did. And you see those commercials. You know the one where the guy has on the headphones and he's dancing in front of the uh, yeah. fountain? Was that you? That's yeah. me. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. I laughed and I thought, oh my God, that's me. Right. <laughs> that's what I look oh, like when I, I dance. Well, you were, you were great. You did a good job. <laughs> well, I had no, no concern about anybody around me. That's for right. sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Let's slide on over to Ocean Springs. Marcy's there. Uh, what's going on with you, Marcy? Well, I have a portable washing machine that works great, except that. I live in a small apartment with no washer-dryer hookup. The water faucet is on the outside, and but the drainage hose is um, not really long enough to, uh, you know, have a good solution. So I was wondering, is it possible to go through the wall in the kitchen and hook into the kitchen sink drainage? That's what your dishwasher does. Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I think, I mean, think about it. We don't have a lot of basements here, but the, that's what they do with washing machines in a basement is that they go into like a sink drain. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And it, or, or, I, I, yeah. I did ask, I'm sorry, I did ask a plumber who was next door. I just caught him on the lawn and I asked him about it. And he said, well, it's usually not done because of the, the angle uh, that it wouldn't drain properly. But we have a my sister and I have a really good handyman, and I'm I'm thinking he could figure it out. But I don't know if it's too tough a job. You know, I don't know. Well, I, I do want to caution you, and I you know uh, I don't know if you've heard the show before. We have two contractors and one crash test dummy. I'm also the <laughs> handyman who can figure things out. That doesn't mean it's fixed. Yeah, it does, right. Yeah, it, I can just, make it do. I'm wondering if you could. Do you have a uh, a garbage disposal on your sink, on your kitchen sink? 
No. Okay. I don't. All right. So, but then that's good. You yeah. could actually put, I'm wondering, and there may be somebody who's going to call me and tell me we can't do this, but why not put a garbage disposal connector mm-hmm. on the sink and then run your drain from your um, washing machine into that? And then if it doesn't work, just plug it. Yeah. I guess guess it would work. I I don't know. It just depends on the pressure and how much. Right. Because I do know this. On washing machines, you you have a P-trap on all drains so that the sewer gases don't come back up into the house. The P-trap on a washing machine is usually around 18 inches. And the reason it's like that is because the pressure off the washing machine drain is so strong that it'll blow the, the water out of the P-trap. So that's the one thing that I'm wondering right. um, if you I, might have problems with. If you put that drain right above the P-trap on the sink, you could literally blow the water out of your P-trap. Yikes. Would, would there be one of those on a little portable washer? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be more... It'll be like a little hose. Yeah, that comes it just out depends. I'm not as familiar with a portable washer, but your drain on that, it just depends on how strong it is. Um, yeah. And um, now, so, what about a different workaround? So maybe I, the faucet is not the right size for the adapter, but should I just change out the faucet and just keep the washer someplace in the apartment and just roll it over? Is that easier? You know, you could try it. I, you know, I, right? I, you, yeah. Well, I you, think yeah, I think that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much like everybody else in the room. I have never heard of a portable washing machine. Really? But I looked it. I looked it up, and it is there. There's several different types, thing. several different mm-hmm. brands, and they do. They they have a small footprint, so I can see why you would want one. But the picture I'm looking at, it has the drain hose going mm-hmm. into the sink, right? Just like at the top of the mm-hmm. sink, and then it has the connector that she just that Marcy just spoke to, uh, connected to the faucet. So yes. the water is coming from the actual faucet into the washing machine cycles out and then the drain and hole the, just goes the into hose the sink. Is just sitting in the sink, yeah. which in the sink. Right. I think is much safer. This is what bothers me a little bit after you know investigating this story a little bit. Uh, you said you live in an apartment and now we're drilling holes through the wall. We're going into the apartment's plumbing system, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> it's my sister's I, house. Oh, oh, okay, okay. okay. It's a mother-in-law apartment. I, oh, okay. Okay, well, yeah, yeah that probably negates you have, a lawsuit. You have permission right. to cut <laughs> into, the, into the wall, but I'm just not sure because of the amount I, of I water. Like, I like the manufacturer's suggestion, hooking it up to the kitchen faucet, putting the hose in the sink, because they're the ones that designed this, and they said, you know what, this is how I want you to do it. Yeah. Because what okay. you're going to end up with, and what you could do when you've used this unit before, right, Marcy? Oh yes. Okay. Years. So when it drains, is it filling the sink up with water, or does it all drain at once? It all drains. Well, at different times in the cycle, but it it never gets all the way full. Okay. okay. So so it's it's doing its job. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, the manufacturer said put it in the sink. Yeah. So manufacturer specification. Let's let's, right. let's put it in the sink. Yeah, um, there's someone here at MPB that has one of those that I've seen, and and they work great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen these a couple of times, especially in kitchens that weren't designed originally to have dishwashers, and that are not that that, that aren't they're kind of cramped. 
to be honest with mm-hmm. you. And you can, you right. can, if you get this, you can move it away. One of the cool things that I see on the dishwashers that they now have, uh, Jeff, is they'll put a small cutting board on the top of the dishwasher mm-hmm. so it becomes part of your kitchen surface. Okay, yeah, multi-purpose. Yeah. Right, so, so you know, there's a lot of cool <laughs> things about these. What are some other things we can do with the washing? We could wash the dog. Right. And the, <laughs> the washer, throw the dog, and just dip the dog okay. in it. Okay. All right. Well, well, thank you all so much. I can, I'll just change the faucet. That's thank you. Hey, I think that's the best Hey, idea. listen to this next call, too. He's going to give an idea. Paul is on the line in Jackson. You were hearing that thing about the portable washer. What's going on, Paul? Hey, um, I'll, so I want to see if I'm understanding the question right. Were y'all worried about the amount of water that was coming out? I think Jeff drained? was worried about was. pressure. The pressure of the water coming out of them. So I had something similar that we did. I bought a uh, set of like 12-unit apartment buildings, and they didn't have washer-dryer access in them. And I won't, uh, don't necessarily know if it's to code, but what <laughs> I did, what we did, uh, we cut, we put a two-inch drain line in for the washer and ran a P-trap through it and basically ran it up through the wall and then connected it where it 45 and drained down into the stack to where the kitchen sink was. Right. But right. Yeah. It, it was, it was relatively easy to do. Um, and I haven't had any tenants complain about, cause the only thing we were worried about is maybe, you know, a lot of those newer washers dump that water out so fast. That's that right. We, mm-hmm. were, we, we were kind of worried that, you know, it may fill up the sink or drain slowly, but I haven't had any issues with it. No tenants have told me they've had any problems. Um, so that may be a solution. You know, Paul, speaking of that, it's always a good idea, and we'll get off of the off of the portable washer for a second. When you, uh, if you do not have your drain line zip tied between your hot and cold water, it's a good idea to do that because of what you just said. When those things dump. They they dump with a pump, okay, because right. the water has to be pumped up to, to, to come out. And a lot of times that, that hose will jump out of that drain. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes. just simply take a zip tie. It, it doesn't have to be super tight, just enough where it won't jump out and tie it between your hot and well, cold Well, you water. know, when you put your comforter in there, because the cat threw up on it. Right. And it's it's big and really? wobbly. There's that word again. There we, what, I, I'm really? trying to get cat in and throw up every right. show. I, I see <laughs> so, this. Yeah. And this is, Paul, you set me up perfectly. So right. I put the comforter <laughs> in the washing machine. Well, you know, those things are bulky. Yeah. And so the washing machine starts walking. <laughs> and when oh, it walks, yeah. the drain pipe. Well, that's a really good point. I've seen that. Put the, yeah. put the zip tie put on the there tie. and it, it will not. Can't you buy yeah, the little thingies idea. now? The the little cookie thingies that go in that you can. It's got the zip tie holes in it. I don't know if you can buy those separately. I know that it comes with the fancy. new ones. Yeah. Yeah. But you can get I mean, a pack of zip ties. For, yeah, for ninety five cents. Yeah, right. I, plus man, tax. and that's I just love idea. my zip ties. I'm just God, <laughs> I, I love them almost as much as a bungee cord. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Have a good one. Yeah, you know, I never thought about, it, but that is definitely a uh, a glove box item as a pack of zip ties. Oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Zip ties, bungee cords. It will, it will get you tape. out of a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. This is Fix It One Hundred and One on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Contra. 
contractor Jeff Sammons and home inspector Pam Pibus. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. And you can join the conversation this morning. You can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got a couple of folks on the line, and let's go first to Sally in Wiggins. And uh, she wants to ask about purchasing windows. You with us, Sally? Hi. Hi. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, before the pandemic, well, actually, it was in the middle of the pandemic, we received a quote on windows, and we were just worried about spending the money at the time. Well, now the same quote is $2,000 more. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Can you tell me if, I know you really can't predict the future, but is, should we just go ahead and do this now, or do you see them going down? Windows? Well, and and from the time of, especially the early pandemic to now, uh, you know, we, we had an entire shipping crisis in between those times. Um, what are you doing a vinyl window? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, have you shopped them? Um, I chose this company that a lot of friends have used and they're a really good company. So no, I have not. I'd like to choose this company. Um, this is what I would do. And I buy a lot of vinyl windows. Um, Mm -hmm. I would reach out. Where, where are you from? Wiggins, Wiggins. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down on the way, on the way to uh, to the coast. Um, I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to reach out to a couple of my lumber yards, uh, and I'm going to ask them to quote my my windows. Um, that a two thousand dollar increase sounds a little high to me. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I don't know your house. I don't know what kind of window. There's so many things that that are, you know, a factor here. Uh, to answer your original question, do I think they're going down in price? I do not. So okay, that answers that answers the question. Thank you very much, and I really enjoy y'all's show. Yes, thank yes, you, ma'am. We appreciate it, Sally. And, and now here's the reason I don't think they're going down. Why is that? Lumber is going down. The, mm-hmm. the lumber futures are are, are trending downward. Uh, windows are still a little semi hard to get. Okay. So I don't I don't see a decrease in in windows coming anytime soon. Okay. All right. Let's keep on moving. I've uh, got a call from Jim in Lumberton's got a washing machine issue. What's up, Jim? Uh, I was calling about that washing machine drain. Yes, sir. I'll tell you how the old folks would do it there. Instead of making all them bad angles and putting it back in your kitchen sink and my backflow and all that, they just run them a separate drain straight out there in the vicinity maybe of a fig tree or something. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, and and you know, I that's right. Well, you know, we're setting in in Ocean Springs, and and everything's going to go to the water. We don't. Right. We don't we don't want to sure do that. put the backwash out there. Yeah. No, no, because but that's I'm the water we're going to fish in and play in. In the mm-hmm. country, 
I mean, I've I've done inspections before. Of course, we run all the water, and we don't normally run the washing machine. But I walk in the backyard, and I'm like, man, it smells like Tide back here. Right. <laughs> Our game. <laughs> what is the deal? <laughs> but it's only in the country. It's uh, only just because it's in the country doesn't mean we can still do it. No, no. But I we mean, shouldn't do it. I, I get it. I mean, people, and I almost said it a minute ago. I'm kind of glad Jim said it instead. Well, because that's Jeff and his permits. I know. Yeah. God, got a letter of the law. Got to be legal. Ah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks a lot, Jim. We appreciate it. Uh, James is on the line in Meridian. He's got a line sewer question. What's what's going on, James? Yes, sir. I um. I was calling because uh, good morning. How y'all doing? First we're all, good. How are we're you? Good. Doing good. I uh, I had a blockage in my sewage line, uh, and I had a plumber to come out to unblock it. And uh, only thing he did was stuck a like a, about a two inch uh, snake up in there and, and it unclogged and charged me an arm and a leg and a toe and everything else. <laughs> but anyway, my question is: Is there any kind of uh, liquid or solution that I can keep in my line to keep any buildup just from being in the general line, I keep that line slick. Is there any kind of product that I can use for that? Yeah, and I've actually got a YouTube video on this. Um, it, I like to get, and this sounds crazy, but every six months I give my pipes a bath. And so I boil as much hot water as I can on the kitchen, you know, on my gas stove that's now illegal. And I pull all the water that I can, and then I do water, a couple of drops of Dawn. Water, a couple of drops of Dawn. Water, a couple okay. of drops of Dawn. And I use all four pots, uh-huh. and it just really? it keeps it all. Wow. And that Dawn is, it will, with that hot water, it, it releases wow. all that grease. I thought this was a little bit of, uh, maybe a little voodoo. Uh, when you first told me, I went ahead and I boiled it all and I got it out and I did uh, the first pot and then I did the dawn. I got all the way through the four pots and it was unbelievable how fast my drain ran after that. <laughs> I was shocked. Do it in your shower right. and watch what happens. Hmm. So, oh, I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. How am I supposed to get these boiling hot water pots upstairs? Very to my- careful. Okay. <laughs> very, very <Right>. careful. <laughs> Give it a try. A solution to that well that, that actually helps yeah because you don't want to use and especially in older pipes and this was my solution my house was built in 58 of course i've paid an arm and a leg to update every single galvanized and cast iron pipe in the thing i'm all pvc now but still i right. still do it and because if okay. you put chemicals in these older drain pipes you're just going to tear them up okay yeah well i appreciate that thank you all so much thank you all right, uh, real quick, I've got an email here. This is this person has a, an issue, and, and and I think we can really help. This I've got house, a few issues too. Yeah. I got all kinds of issues. This house is twelve years old. It says I changed out all my recessed lighting with the new LED type ones, and they flicker bad. Also, I have outlets that trip for no reason, and light switches that burn out often and have to be replaced. Wow. It's a twelve-year-old home. That's an issue. Something's uh, up there. Yeah, you need to get an electrician over there. Take yeah. a look at it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess something, and I've talked about this before. When lights are flickering, mm-hmm. um, you probably have what we call double lug neutrals, and it's if you have neutral wires. Let me see if I can explain this, okay. Jeff. You could probably do it better than me. There is a circuit for electricity. 
it goes from the hot the white wire to the hot wire, the white wire to the hot wire, and it's a circuit. Okay, going mm-hmm. out to the pole and then back in, and we open and close the circuit with a switch. Right. Neutrals are not allowed in your panel behind the cover. The neutral wires are not allowed. You're not allowed to put two or three of them under one screw. Gotcha. If you do, the circuit, it doesn't know where to go. (laughs) It gets there and it goes, what? I got three, three different places. And it doesn't. It doesn't hold. It may not be holding well. We've actually opened up panels before and seen where those neutral wires have gotten so hot because they're lugged under (laughs) one screw. That kind of sounds to me like that might be happening, and that is a cheap, easy fix is to get an electrician over there to separate all those neutrals and make sure they're one neutral wire, one screw, all right. the way down the panel. I do not think this particular project is DIY-focused. No, you've got to really know what you're doing. Um, you don't want to mess something up on the inside of that panel. So that sounds like a professional needs to be brought in right. on that. It does. Okay. I was. I thought it was odd for a house that's 12 years old. Yeah, you know? it is. So, so, yeah, yeah. But I see it. Uh, something's up. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I opened. I did new construction a couple of weeks ago, and I opened up the panel. I was like, oh, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. Right. And I'd never seen it in new construction. Usually hmm. in new construction, they're all separated. And you know what it is. That guy was new. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He was being trained, and he, nobody watched. So. All right, Charlie's on the line and uh, talking about vinegar to clean pipes. You with us, Charlie? Yes. So, so tell us what you know about that. Uh, you can use vinegar for that cleaning up that uh, drain line too on those sinks and stuff like that. Uh, but you, like you said, it need to be that hot water. Right. Vinegar's vinegar's great. Anytime you use that, it's great. The only application I've found that blew my mind that I can no longer use my vinegar. I have a spray bottle of like part vinegar, part water, you know, cause you can clean just about anything with that. But I learned that you cannot use that on granite on stone. Oh, I didn't know that. It will take the finish off of stone if you use vinegar. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. I, I read it and, and was floored by it, but yeah. you're right. Vinegar does fantastic. Vinegar is great. It just stinks. Yeah. And if you use this on this new appliance, it's what, uh, you had to take the color off. The vinegar take some that color off your stove, refriger, your refrigerator, these stainless steel. Right. Uh-huh. Mm. Refrigerate. Okay, right. so I'm. I got a question. If anybody out there's ever done this, what? Um, and you know, you ever burn the popcorn? Yes. You know, in the microwave, yeah. and it's just that god awful sure. smell. Right. Yeah. Somebody, t- I haven't burned popcorn in a while, but um, <laughs> I've done this where you take a rag with and just pour vinegar all over it squeeze it out as much as you can and then walk around the house and wave it and it it soaks that smell up <laughs> soaks is an interesting word uh, <laughs> i don't know if it works or not you I look like a crazy person. Person. <laughs> running, running around her house out. with a rag of vinegar <laughs> Spraying vinegar all over the walls. And my cat looking at each other. They go, she has lost her mind. Like a like a Catholic priest. So now with the house the, doesn't. With the palm leaf. I know. I was just going to say it's going to sound like, like Easter all the time. Hey, right. But you know, now the house smells like Easter eggs instead of burnt right. popcorn. Right. This is Fix It One Hundred and One. By the way, we do home show stuff here. Well, um, sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. So another one that came from the same lady with the recessed lights house says. Uh, 
another issue is with a dryer vent, it's too long, and I think it goes uphill, but it's in the wall, so moisture stays in it and won't allow my clothes to dry properly, and I'm thinking that the reason is the heating element keeps going out on my dryer, but I don't know how to fix it. It's about 20 feet in the wall concrete, and we would have to take out a lot of wall and floor to fix or replace it, I believe. Uh, it sounds like we we're going to put a booster fan on that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and um, it may have so, to be. Can you install those right behind the dryer? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, because where are you going to put your booster fan if it's in well, the wall? I like it in the attic. Now, how we ran twenty feet up the wall, I'm I'm confused. Well, they're but, going horizontal. She's saying it's horizontal. Oh, okay. It's not okay. going up. Okay. So, but that may be a solution. I forget the code. I know every bend counts for ten feet, mm-hmm. and I want to think code on that is fifty feet. You know, I don't know. Um, it sounds like if you did, there Still are a couple of things. It's a long way. Yeah, it's a it's a long way, and if it's it's not the dryer's well, it's, it's, fault. No, the, the element no. is burning out and because then, it can't. Yeah, and then blow every 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 bend you have that equates to 10 feet right so if you have 20 feet of horizontal with 190 now you have 30 feet 190 degree bend bend yes yes yeah so, and it so could now, be, now i'm at 30 feet you may just the, the easiest thing to do may just be every three or four months you're gonna have to clean that bent the the vent out huh and so you can do that i do it well, I don't have to do it anymore like this. I used to have to do it like this, where I would pull the dryer out and stick my leaf blower in the Ooh. in there, and it would blow everything out. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I don't have to. And now I use a shop vac on the outside because it's such a short mm-hmm. thing, and I can I take the cap off of my dryer vent and then put my shop vac hose down in there and turn it on, right. and it pulls everything out. I'm going to double up on this and say uh, clean it out very good, best you can, and then put a, a new uh, uh, fan pump on there. What, what do you call it? A booster. A booster. Thank you. A booster fan on there and not worry about it anymore. Well, yeah, but where are you going to put the booster fan if the vent extension is in the wall? Right. Because normally it would go, it wouldn't go at the dryer. It would go somewhere in the line. Right. And it doesn't sound like there's a place to do that. Right. So you're just going to have to buy, and you can also do a lot buy, of cleaning. Yeah, you're just going to have to general maintenance that thing. That's like these houses, you know, somebody thought it was a great idea uh, back in the, 90s to put the dryer vents in the slab i know it yeah <laughs> that was not a good idea that was right. not it not in mississippi no because it's all it's gonna do Fills is up with water. fill up with water right well um that's i, I don't know I, I guess i guess so we go with cleaning that drain maybe it's a general put, maintenance thing you're yeah. just gonna have to stay on top of it it's the design of the house and believe it or not in our inspections we talk to people about their dryer vents because it's you don't you know, what we do as inspectors is we don't really care what the paint looks like or the layout of the house. Right. We just want to make sure it's functional. Right. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, if your washer and dryer is in the middle of the house, where is it venting? That's a good point. Well, you remember the dryer on the back of that thing is four inches wide, so it's mm-hmm. putting out a lot of air. Yeah. yeah. So is it going up? Is it going down? And, and that will turn into a general maintenance nightmare if you don't maintain that. Now, in newer construction, and I know, Jeff, you, do, you guys have done some houses for our veterans 
um, and for the guy up in Madison. And you, because it was a handicap accessible, it was designed to be in the middle it, of the it, house. It was. And now we we um, our that particular case that you're talking about that our our dryer vent did not meet code. It was too long. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this is how I learned about this. So I, I get on the telephone and I call the manufacturer of the dryer. And they said, no, it will meet code because we have designed this dryer to um, be in the middle of houses. Oh, wow. Uh, so it, it had its own built-in uh, booster. Uh, booster. And all you have to do... Um, manufacturer supersedes code. If the manufacturer says that you can run that pipe 60 feet long and the code says you can run it 30, manufacturer overrules building code. I wonder if that would solve Uh this email then, if they just got a different dryer that was designed. Sure. That's really possible. I mean, there's several ways to to cure this problem. The least expensive, in my opinion, is going to be a booster pump. There you go. I mean, a booster fan. Yeah. Okay, Jeremy's on the line in Mobile. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, guys. um, Just a real quick thing. Um, We uh, we were talking about, I heard some folks stainless steel appliances and and, and kitchens and things. Um, So I've been a a professional uh, chef for 25 years, and uh, I've also done some in-home catering stuff where Mm -hmm. they have a super fancy kitchen, but there's just fingerprints everywhere. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Drive me crazy. One of of the things that I keep in my go bag, um, it's uh, it's a professional product. Uh, You can order it through Amazon, I believe, by the case. I don't want to be brandy and stuff, but it rhymes with Sheila Shine, and it's like okay. twenty bucks a case. It smells like wintergreen dip, and <laughs> it's very, it's, it's, it's very pleasant. It, it will not run you will not run your guests out when right. you're done. But I always clean up after myself, and it the it, it puts a lacquer kind of finish on it. Fingerprints will not stick for like a week. That's awesome. amazing, Jeremy. Yeah. Because uh, one of the one of the things I remember it, when when it became cool to make everything in your home stainless steel, and I guess people hadn't worked around stainless steel before to know that it picks yes. up everything. Mm-hmm. You everything. See everything, on everything. It. God, for, God forbid you wear white pants and rub your butt against something. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good tip. Now, do you spray that on, or is it like a paste? No, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, you can spray it onto just a, a clean terry cloth and wipe it down. And wipe it and down. It will, and it, it, it takes all the uh, oxidation off, and it, it keeps it shiny for you know a few days. All awesome. right, you go ahead, go ahead and say the brand name so that, and I won't get in Pammy trouble because you said. Because wants to go buy some. Right. What, what is it? Yeah, no, it's, it's called Sheila Shine. Sheila, Sheila Shine. Shine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, uh, and and they can buy it by the case through Amazon or uh, Webstrom or something like that, and right. it's, it's really not that expensive, and it'll last you like one case lasts me about a year. And you're oh, okay. in, you're in the industry, so that'll for a regular consumer that might be even. Yeah. For a regular, no, well, no, I'm saying for, for my go bag when I do private stuff. Oh, uh, okay. And in so. my house, it lasts me about a year. But uh, in the actual restaurant where everything is stainless, uh, we go through a case about a month. Okay. That's awesome. You know, I did that one time for somebody's birthday. Their kids bought her a chef dinner. 
we sat around and watched. It's awesome. Yeah. I, it really is yeah, fun. It is. Uh, yeah. I learned <laughs> no, a lot. It's, 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 and it's it's like you have your own chef's table. It's it's fantastic. And, and you know, cooking and cleaning and doing everything in the house by yourself uh, with the family or whoever. It's just fun time. It is Sounds a fun cool. time. Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was... Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101, only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Oh,